Welcome to another episode of the Forgotten Athlete Podcast with your host Joseph. Please like, subscribe, comment if you can, leave a review if you can on, on the Apple Podcast app and also the Spotify app, as well as subscribing uh, to my YouTube page. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Forgotten Athlete Podcast. And I just wanted to, you know, give a week three reaction uh, type of podcast and kind of, you know, mention some pretenders, like I said already Sunday, and also like I. Uh, you know, how I spoke about how teams will be exposed. Talk about that. Talk about the, you know, the lasting rivalry. I guess you can call it a rivalry, maybe not, of A-Rod and Brady. Uh, you know, maybe that's the last regular season game we see between the two. Um, and then just, you know, kind of talk about, you know, the teams who I'm excited about. Talk about Hurts MVP running. Uh, you know, kind of kind of going into that. And then in the last but not least, give you guys... I play for tonight as well as going over the locks of the weeks. Uh, and I guess we can start over with the locks of the week, starting with the Raiders, who are the pretenders who I will be speaking about today and Raiders. Uh, so pretty much you guys lost this week, um, yesterday um, to the Tennessee Titans, who were without a lot of key players. Uh, t- uh, Taylor Luan, to, to name just one player uh, who's, a you know, one of their premier offensive lineman um, on the team, uh, but it was just a bad game, uh, you know, between the two. Uh, this was just a horrible game to watch, um, execution-wise, and Derek Carr, he's, everybody thought that Derek Carr needed more talent around him. He just needs to be in a different position, you know, to, to, to be elsewhere, because this Raider situation has kind of run its last course, in my opinion. I, I I know it's week three. I know it's early on the season. I know they're 0-3. Hey, the Raiders can win eight games in a row, and this narrative of Derek Carr being done with Oakland is is done for. But what we have right now is a quarterback who's not confident in his offense, who's not confident in the play calls, who's not confident in the throws he's making, and what it seems as if he's taking a lot of the blame and he's putting on other people. So... What I, what I mean by what I mean by that, and I say by that, is I was listening to his press conferences yesterday, and one of the questions that were asked him was, um, you know, what is, you know, what are some things that you guys can do better? Like, why we pretty much why are you open three? And he blamed a lot of the practice reps that the teams aren't taking. Some players, I think he's talking about Darren Waller personally, but taking shots at players uh, for not practicing hard, for not being there during the off season, things of that nature, where those things shouldn't even matter anymore. We're in week three. We're on September twenty eighth. Right, sorry, season 25th, you know, and we have 15 more weeks to go, you know, and, you know, if you want to make it to the big league, you got 19 weeks to go, and these are just things that a quarterback should not be doing, and I like Derek Carr, he's a great person, great off the field guy, it's just, he has never been able to take that above leap um, in terms of being a superstar quarterback, you know, he had that one great season, uh, where he was in that MVP conversation, then he got hurt against the Colts. Um, but other than that, I can't really name a season where he's, you know, kind of um, fulfilled himself as like an elite quarterback, you know. And he makes great plays. He makes great plays. Um, and and I'm, I'm not saying the whole loss was on him, but he's a big point of the loss because he's not, he's not stepping up to expectations. Even I think Devontae Adams – and I'm not speaking for Devontae Adams, but I'm I'm saying even Devontae Adams can can kind of take it and be like, hey, this is not what I expected it to be. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I would have had 20, 23 catches already. You know, before the, you know, you know after three games. Now I don't even know how many catches he has, but he's definitely not um, competing to where he was at before. And um, 
just kind of just figuring everything out. And when you got guys where you don't know, like he's not like he's not. It doesn't seem like he's comfortable around. And the defense is defense played their butts off in the second half. So first half they did have a lot of laps. Gave up three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, three touchdowns in the second first half. But second half they shut them out. They won 12-0 in the second half. Raiders did. And you cannot lose games like that when you shut out an opponent in the second half specifically. Um, but you know, just going over and, and trying to put pieces together in terms of what's going on with the Raiders, you got to start with the quarterback, and that's the main issue. And then Josh McDaniel having a meeting with Mark Davis is not a good sign at all because this is his first season as a Raiders coach. Probably to get some expectations, kind of put some fire under his butt, say, hey, man, like, I brought you here to win games. I literally just won a NBA or WNBA Finals with the Aces. I've been out all month trying to celebrate that. Now I come back and we're 0-3. We lose to the Tennessee Titans on the road who don't really have anybody, you know, available. And, um, yeah, man, this just needs to be improved. Um, but next lock of the week was a winner. Uh, the Colts plus five and a half plus six, wherever you had it at, didn't matter. Even if you did money line, they still won. This was a game where I did not think the Colts were going to win this game. I just didn't. It didn't start off good. But Colts were always in the game, whether it be a missed field goal, whether it be a third down conversion, whether it be, you know, a, a field goal they cooked. They were always in the game within a, within four points, within seven points. They were always in the game. And um, when it comes to just them being a better being, um, the reason why I picked them was because of how great they are as a team um, and how great Frank Reich is in not losing back to back to back to back games. Like, I don't think he's ever had a three and losing guy as he's been a Colts. Uh, but on top of that, I don't, you know, don't fact check me on that because he probably has. But on top of that, you got Matt Ryan at home giving a, you know, giving a rogue guy who's lost two games in a row, who's trying to prove himself. You know, you give him six points, I give him a touchdown at home. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take it. Um, and then the last one was the over for the Lions game that barely hit at the end of the game, but it was a great week overall for the rest. We went two and one, so right now we're eight and one for the locks of the week for Sundays. Um, tonight, talk about that. Actually, let's go into. Actually, I'll go into that. You know, at the end, towards the end of the podcast, uh, next we'll go we'll talk about the Bills and the Dolphins and the Bills and the Dolphins. Man, that was a great game. It, it, it led up to expectations. Uh, Josh Allen threw sixty-three times, which is ridiculous. Um, uh, Ken Dorsey loses his mind, breaks tablets. <laughs> that was funny to watch, but um, I, it was just a great game overall to watch. I, I, it was it was good to see how um, how. Um, uh, Tua, sorry, I can't think of his name. Tua was able to kind of bounce back from some setbacks he had, especially with that injury, and, and that's going to be talked about throughout the media where with, with his injury, whether that was real or not. But you know, just kind of getting a bounce back from that point, right? Where he, you know, went down, they were down, and then they come back in the fourth quarter, third and twenty, uh, hits Waddle for a deep pass, gets him into the red zone. Score a touchdown on that same drive. That was just a great, great, great uh, game uh, by the Dolphins, and it just seems as if they're going to be the team that's always going to be in games. Like they're, they're if they lose any game, they're going to lose like a lot of like one score games. Like I don't see this team losing by multiple, you know, touchdowns or by like double digits, just because they seem like a team who's always going to be in the game, just at all times, and it's always going to come down to the last possession. Um, and then um, let's talk about that. Lamar Jackson so far this season. He has been tremendous. He leads the league in passing touchdown. He's second, I believe, or first in passing uh, passing rating. 
He's, I believe he's second in QBR. It's just he is having a phenomenal season, a season that people expected from him. And he's finally doing it. And, um, um, I mean, not really finally doing it. He's always been like this, but he's just trying to piece into the contract. And he's just out to prove himself. And this is just a guy who understands his role with his team. And he understands that he's the most important player on the team. And he has to bring it every single night. If he doesn't, his team's going to lose. Um, so, I mean, with, with that being said, you got to tip your hat off to a guy like him, you know, and, um, I, I just think that he is a guy who is always going to be a competitor. He's always going to be, um, you know, in the NFL involving his game every single year, every single year because of, you know, the talent he has and the talent that he, you know, that he possesses and you know who he is as a player. And, um, with, you know, at the end of the day, these, these are just games that he's just going to stack up and stack up and say, at the end of the season, when you know all is said and done, he's gonna show his guys, he's gonna show his GM like, hey, this is what I did, like give me my money, you know. So I mean, Lamar Jackson, man, he's gonna be, he's gonna he, he's a ball player, man, he's a ball player. Um, and then last thing I wanted to talk about for Sunday before I get into the lock for tonight, and then also before I get into the Jimmy G talk with the Niners uh, is the Eagles MVP, my man scored now they didn't score that many points they scored they had a big third second quarter and that was pretty much it they kind of closed it throughout the remaining of the game but that's who that is man he's just a he's just a great player he's really a great player and he's just one of those players who um i believe that hurts i'm talking about is just gonna he's just like lamar jackson i'm talking about obviously they're two different players i'm talking about like their mentality always improving them skills always improving themselves like, always improving an area to work on during the offseason. And Lamar Jackson, he, I mean, sorry, Jalen Hurts, he did it. You know, he is my MVP pick. He actually has the second lowest odds right now on Bovada. He's plus 600 to win MVP. I got him at plus 2,000, and I got him at plus 4,000 earlier uh, in the offseason. So, I have two pending bets on, uh, on Jalen Hurts. And this is just super exciting because I believe that he's only going to get better. And Josh Allen... I know he's number one right now for MVP, but I just don't see him doing that. I just don't. And um, I'm, I'm super excited for see Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts, uh, what he's done, what he's been able to do, the receivers he's had, he's been able to take advantage of those guys. Uh, he's been able to, like, act on, on those people's talents. And he's just been able to ball out every single every single week. And it just – this defense is, is great. They're superb defense. It's just – I don't know. They, they impress me every week. And um, – you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have, you know, for for, for the next uh, few weeks. It's because they're, you know, they're 3-0 right now. They're riding hot. They're having some hot, you know, moments. But they haven't really played a complete game yet in terms of um, being able to put, put, put their foot net down or put their foot on the neck of their opponents. They haven't really done that yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, them doing that in the next couple of weeks and, you know, possibly putting up a 40 ball, you know, on, on the team. Um, and then before we get into the Trey, uh, Trey Lance, before we get into Jimmy G news, I wanted to talk about briefly Trevor Lawrence and what he's been able to do this year. Trevor Lawrence looked like a number one pick. Let's, let's just keep it as that. I, I have hated on Trevor Lawrence. I've hated on the Jaguars for a long time, but they're 2-1 right now. Trevor Lawrence is running out of the pocket. He's doing those re, those RPOs like he was doing in college. He's slinging on the dunk. He's, he's, he's nickel and diamond. He's just doing all it takes to be a quarterback in this NFL level. And that's why I think that, you know, this team, you know, could potentially be, you know, win the AFC South this year. And this is something that I chose the coach to win just because I think that they have the better quarterback. 
But Trevor Lawrence right now, he's looking like the best quarterback right now in that division, and it's not even close. You know, between him, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, uh, the other guy from Houston Texans, Davis Mills, there just aren't too many. They just aren't on his level right now. He's was making throws in the back of the end zones yesterday that were ridiculous. That were just high point balls, fast motions, and only where his you know his uh, you know his guy could go catch it. And uh, these are the type of plays that people thought that they were going to get from Lawrence, but they never got from, you know, or not a consistent basis. And he's he's played a couple good three games, you know. I'm not saying he's going to win MVP or anything, but this is a team to look out for. You know, this is – Jaguars are no longer an easy win. And I, I heard Richard Sherman say this. There's no such thing as easy wins in the NFL, you know, like there are in the NBA. You know, you go into um, – you go into, um, you know, you, offseason and you look at the schedule and the schedule gets released. You're like, oh, yeah, none of the games are easy wins because it ain't given Sunday. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about Sunday football. You know, if we if we all knew what was going to happen, you know, the, the sport would be boring. Like when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, the sport was boring because we all knew that the Warriors were going to win the NBA Finals until they didn't, you know. And that's what you know, got the league back 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 to square one. Um, And then um, another thing before we get to the, you know, Jimmy G uh, talk is the Packers and the Buccaneers had a great game yesterday. Um, that was just a classic. That was one of the. I think that was one of the best games I watched. Uh, you know, from first play to to, to the end play, and uh, I had to stream it, so wasn't able to get the the full uh, experience. But um, just because I, I'm in Georgia right now, so the game of the week was the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm actually thinking about putting in a formal complaint to the Atlanta Falcons and to the NFL Fox just to kind of say, like, hey, you guys should not be getting yourself game of the week up because we're in Atlanta area, right? This, I thought we got rid of that a long time ago, but I guess not. But I digress. Uh, this game was great, you know, from the standpoint of everybody making mistakes. You know, Aaron Rodgers made a mistake uh, from the standpoint of, um, from the standpoint of, um, Tom Brady making a mistake. Everybody made mistakes, you know. And um, um, coming back from those mistakes, defense played great. You know, it was just a low-scoring game, hardcore game. At the end of the at the end of the game, you know, obviously Brady got the delay game, um, which was I think it was more on the receivers than on him personally. But I think as well as being on Leftwich, it was on Brady as well. I think. When you get into that predicament, and I heard Sean, was it Sean Payton? It was Jason Garrett, which, you know, I, I don't really respect his opinion, but he had a point. He was like, when, you, when you're when you in that position, you should already have a play called for that two-minute warning, you know, for that, I'm sorry, for that two-point play, you know, because if you aren't, then you're going to be having that, you know, that, that relapse, and you're going to be able to have, you know, have guys lined up wrong and all this stuff happening, and that's what ended up happening in the delay game happened, so... Um, they didn't really like the play call personally, uh, the pass play that they did because everybody was on the same side of the field. And he just kind of limited, you know, the options that Brady had to work with. And he was on a run too. You know, it was just a bad play all around. This was just like, oh, like everything was moving in fast motion. Um, but um, at the end of the day, man, this was just a great game to watch. And I'm glad Aaron Rodgers finally got the win, even though I I was betting on the, the Buccaneers and I lost 50 bucks. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, it was just – it was just cool to watch, man. I just think that people um, got to appreciate these times with these quarterbacks like Brady, like A-Rod, just because we got guys like Jimmy G, you know, and uh, the league is looking more like Jimmy G at quarterback than it is at A-Rod and, and Tom Brady. And, you know, get into Jimmy G, you know, and I, I have been super hard on Trey Lance and I will remain to be hard on Trey Lance because I know what his potential is. 
and I know how good of a quarterback he will be in the future. Um, right now, he's not at that point where he's at that elite level yet, but he'll get there. I know he will because I've seen it. You know, his talent is, is, is good enough to get to the point where he is a top 10, top 15 quarterback. And I, I don't know if he'll ever get to the point where he's a top five quarterback, but he'll get, but he'll, he'll hit that top 10, top 15 scale. Um, which is good enough to win Super Bowl with the team that the Niners have. And they don't need a guy who can, you know, beat Justin Herbert or be uh, Mahomes. They don't need that to win a quarterback. Like, they, their team is good enough all around. They have Joey, they have Nick Bosa, they have, uh, you know, they have a award in the secondary. They have um, the uh, safety that they got. I forget his name. Uh, they have Debo. They have all these, George Kittle. They have Trent Williams. They have talent everywhere you know so they don't need trey lance to be the best quarterback in the world they need jimmy g to be a good quarterback and yesterday he was not that was just the worst football game i've ever seen um you know in terms of like the nfl 11 to 10 that was just i fell asleep on the game and i had her well fell asleep like in the fourth quarter like with like five minutes like because it was just so boring and um i had to uh rewatch it you know the, the, this morning and when i was watching i was like wow like this is how the niners lost you know you know, and um, it's just that's just Jimmy G for you. But at the end of the day, he's going to give you a chance to win games, you know, and that's just what is what it is. Like, that's who Jimmy G is. And I, I don't think that he is necessarily better than Trey Lance, but he's in a better position right now than Trey Lance was when he came onto the field week one and week two uh, before he got hurt. And this is just, I think, uh, uh, overall, like overall um, downfall of just having faith and the same guy over and over again. And, you know, the same mistake keeps on happening over and over again. Like, when Jimmy G went into the... He went into the safety. He got a safety. Then he threw the ball after he got into the safety and threw a pick six. You know, so if it wasn't a safety, it would have been a pick six. It was just... That that whole part was just ugly from the get-go. And um, it was just not a good sense of, like, what I... What I I don't know, man. It was just ugly, man. And the Niners look bad. Raiders look bad. The whole Bay Area is just bad football right now at the moment. And it just sucks. Um, Rams, they look okay, but they don't look as good as they did last year. They're just, you know, winning games just to get by. Um, Chargers don't look good. Uh, which reminds me, Brandon Staley, you are a fraud. Like, you are really a fraud. Like, you are probably the biggest fraud of the NFL. And it's just not even close. And this is just something that I want to say because it's on my mind. And it's just something that I need to say just because, like, I had said the same thing last year. Like, you should not be a starter. You should not be a head coach in the National Football League. Like, Anthony Lynn is a better fo- football coach than him. Anthony Lynn was a bad coach. But it's just when you lose to the Jaguars, who are a good team, up and coming. But when you lose to the Jaguars, you're just... You know, not just only lose, like it wasn't like a one point loss, 38 to 10, right? And then the worst part of it is you had Justin Herbert in the game while you guys were down that many points. Like, well, what was the point of I, I just want to know why, like, why didn't did, did anyone ask him that in the media? I, I, I didn't hear anything about it, I didn't see anything on Twitter about it, but that's something that I would want to know. Why was Herbert in the game when you guys were down by four touchdowns with five minutes left to go? Like, what was the thinking process of that? What was, what, what, what was, you know, going on behind that? Like, why was it necessary for Justin Herbert to be in the game? I mean, it was obviously he was he was in pain from just, you know, when he went down, he was just on the ground for like five sec- extra seconds just getting some air. So why would you put him, you know, 
in the game, you know, knowing that he's down, um, you know, when the game is lost. Like, I, I, I can see him playing injured while they're competing and whatnot, but when they are at the point where the game is 38 to 10, the game's already decided, five minutes left, you're not going to score four touchdowns in four minutes, and, you know, everything is done. Like, what's the point of being in the game? And you got to, Herbert, you got to take yourself out if you can. I mean, this is just ridiculous, man. Brandon Staley, man, you you you, you got to do better. Nathaniel Hackett, all these coaches getting chances, but another guy should be getting chances. You just got to do better. Um, last topic we'll go over is the lock of the night, uh, which is the Cowboys versus the Giants. I personally like the Cowboys in this game, um, and I like the under in this game. The under has hit 19. The under in the last since 2020 for the Giants games at home are 19 and two and one. So if you are a follower of trends, you like trends to place your bets. That's a bet that you should definitely think you know think about taking. Um, the over and under, like I said, for the Giants home games have been 19 and two since 2020. So with that being said. I like the Cowboys tonight. I just think the Cowboys have a better uh, defense. Obviously, with Micah Parsons, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a twenty to seventeen type of game. It's going to be very low-scoring, and in the fourth quarter, you get like two touchdowns that make it close. Um, and then you know, at the end of the game, someone will either hit a field goal, miss a field goal, uh, to kind of you know end the game. And that, that's that's how usually these divisions go. I think overall the brown the, the giants have a better team better roster they would, would say quantum whatnot but i just don't think they can get it going dan jones is just a bad quarterback overall and he just have zero faith in him at all like i have zero faith even when i bet on them last week to bet i guess the panthers i had zero faith in dan jones i had faith in i had no faith in baker mayfield you know so you know at the end of the day man these these are just games that you know the cowboys are, are gonna win you know right now until the giants get a better quarterback um, and, and any day of the week, I take Cooper Rush over Dan Brown. Uh, but with that being said, I'm out of here. Forgotten athlete. Thank you for tuning in. See you on um, Wednesday.